We're here to help you navigate your business growth with strategic conversations and insights from experts in multiple industries. Welcome to Wayfinding Growth. This episode is brought to you by Impulse Creative. I'm Jackie, and if you want to see real results and work with great humans to grow your business, then Impulse Creative is your agency, and I'm your contact. Reach out to me through our website, impulsecreative.com today, and let's chart your course for growth. From a website that will get results to helping implement a marketing strategy, we're here to help your business grow. Welcome, Wayfinders. I'm Remington Begg. Hey, I'm Dan Moyle, and on today's episode, Remington, uh, I had the pleasure of talking with Jeff McManus, and you got to watch it later, listen later, and uh, we're going to bring that to our viewers and listeners. Are you excited? I am excited. So excited. So Jeff is uh, someone who grows things. I like that from his <laughs> bio. And so what, yeah. is, like, what does that mean? So he's the Director of Landscape Services at the University of Mississippi. And I love what you've talked about in the past about parallel markets and like what you can learn from others and stuff. So what he does at his job is he grows plants, but he also grows people and he grows ideas. And we unpack all of that in our conversation. He's a, he hit me as a problem solver. Uh -huh. he you know, he understands that doing more with less is a 21st century mandate. And, and, and I hate the cliche now more than ever, but it feels like now more than ever. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. Right. So, so there you go. So what did you take out of the conversation uh, as a viewer yourself? So I think it's really cool. A uh, word that he kept using was cultivate, like even in his uh, hook at the end, um, mm -hmm. his offer that he was giving everyone, like the, this like cultivation mindset. I have never really used that word before. It fits for his, you know, for his industry. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but it was really cool because like everything, like even how he talked to you or with you was in a very much like this cultivation kind of mindset. Um, it was just really unique. Um, old soul. Like, I think this is a guy you could talk to forever um, about anything. So it was really cool to hear third party. Um, really, really upset I missed it. But the, um, the other two things, L to L, so leader to leader. He talked about how he just goes for drives, um, you know, I, I assume around campus to um, talk with leaders and he makes sure to focus on that time. And it's not, it's not really the structured time. That's a theme that we've heard a couple different ways, but I've not ever heard it really focused on the leader to leader side. It's been more of a, um, you know, subordinates, not the right word, but like your, your direct reports, yeah. um, you, you know, historically. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then he talks about head, hands and heart. Um, and I thought it was, I thought it was really cool. Cause I think, especially as we talk about wanting to grow leaders in general, like you gotta, I talk about it, gets it, wants it capable of it. Right. That's more like the position in, you know, whether they get the position, but he talks about head, hands and heart. And it kind of re refocuses that conversation. Like the, the smarts, like the tactical being able to actually execute and use your hands, but then the heart of like understanding why. And I thought that was a really interesting way that he brought it across um, because, you know, that's, I call that the fire in the belly. Um, you know, like what's the fire in the belly to get people to stay motivated. Um, the combination of those three is really powerful and it was cool how he talked that through. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of my takeaways too, was like how that hand heads and heart, your work isn't just a quote unquote J-O-B when mm -hmm. you connect all three of them. Yeah. Right. And, and we had to do that ourselves. 
Yeah. But then when our leaders do that with us, you know, when, when you come alongside us and do that as a leader, like that's even that much more powerful and you bring yeah. up those leaders. Um, I thought the other cool thing really cool. was too, when he talked about having leaders under you, help you grow as a leader. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I've heard it said too, that, you know, a similar way is I hire people that are smarter than me in certain areas and they teach right. me and they push me rather than me having to pull them. Yep. And so I felt, I like how he framed it, you know, same kind of idea, but a little bit differently, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. No, it was really good. It was really good. Um, the other thing I thought was cool about, and, and this ties into the heart is um, like understanding the why he brought it across really eloquently. Like he talked about the job where you're like, okay, like focus on the landscaping side of things, like making sure the environment's beautiful, but like what the power of that is. And I mean, he connected it all the way to like an engineer at NASA, um, you know, or someone like solving the next pandemic. Um, and they're, he's doing his piece for that and he's cultivating that. Right. Uh, it was one area where the word cultivation came through. That was just incredible to be able to understand the aspirations on and the importance of something that outsiders might think is relatively simple. Yeah. Um, but it does connect all the dots. And I thought that that was a perfect example of how using all three together really kind of hit it home. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed chatting with Jeff. Um, his book is amazing. So, anybody gets a chance to read that digital or hard copy, whatever, um, growing weeders into leaders is really good. So there you go. So viewers, listeners, wherever you are, if you want to listen on the go, you can do so with audio only on your podcast player of choice, as you probably know, but if you, you can also watch it, go to wayfindinggrowth.com to see all of our episodes right now. And in the past, uh, and be sure to subscribe to get your next episode in your email. So here it is, my friends, Remington, you ready for season three, episode 13. Crazy. Let's set that course for growth. So Jeff McManus, welcome to Wayfinding Growth. Thanks for making time to uh, speak with our, our Wayfinders, man. Oh, Dan, glad to be here. Thanks for what you're doing. Absolutely. So I was telling you before we started, before we hit record, I was really excited to get you on the show today because I remember hearing about you back when I was at a different agency and you were a client and I read Growing Weeders into Leaders. And I just, man, it really impacted me as I like to think as a leader. Uh, but also just how the fact that you take these men and women who maybe a lot of people think are quote on air quotes, just uh, landscapers, mowing yards, pulling weeds, and you develop them into these leaders. So we're going to get into that, but I'm just excited, man. I just wanted to tell you that. So thank you for being a part of this. Oh yeah, sure. It's fun. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your journey, Jeff. Uh, let's chart the course as we do on Wayfinding Growth. How did you get here to where you are at Old Miss? Well, I went to school at Auburn, got a degree in horticulture after I failed marketing. I decided that marketing might not be the best way to go, but I loved horticulture. I love plants. And I had a, a professor there who knew, you ever run into one of these brainiac kind of guys who just like, they remember everything they know. I mean, this guy was just amazing with plant names. He knew all, he made it fun to learn. He made it exciting. He put us in uh, case studies that we could figure out. It was like a little mystery classes every time. But what, what I really liked about it was, is that um, not only did he know all the plant names, he knew my name. And mm-hmm. in college, that's sort of unique that the professor knew, you know, knows your name and then he asks about you and, and cares about you. And it really impacted me. And, and so I guess I wanted to emulate him to some degree, a Dr. Ponder. And, and be like him as well as everybody else who took his class. And so uh, 
I ended up just changing my major and I liked it so much. And my brother was doing uh, a garden center at the time. So I wanted to, to work there during the summer. So ended up long story there. I just kind of, uh, kind of grew, grew there. The planet got dropped off in horticulture and just kept growing there and uh, ended up uh, getting a great career because of Dr. Ponder uh, in Orlando at a big resort, big five-star resort. And uh, went to Miami and did a resort after that. And now I came here to Ole Miss. And, and I love that you are able to, to see that journey and, and credit someone with it. Have you ever been able to, did, did Dr. Ponder see where you ended up and you could talk to him about that? He's the reason I'm here, believe it or not. Uh, two years before I, I took this role, I, I mentioned to Dr. Ponder. He was so great. I, you know, he made you feel so special, but he did that to everybody. And so he built this great network of alumni, and he always helped place us. He, the people in the industry wanted a Dr. Ponder graduate because they knew their plants, and that they knew how to think through things, and they just knew how to do so much. And Dr. Ponder was in touch with the industry. So I told him, hey, you know, Dr. Ponder, we're looking to move out of Miami. We want to get back to where there's sweet tea and grits right back in the <laughs> south. And <Yeah. laughs> uh, so he, uh, he calls me up two years later. He goes, hey, Jeff, I don't know if this is a good fit, but the University of Mississippi Chancellor just called me looking for somebody like you. Would you be interested? And I heard more about it. I'm like, absolutely. So uh, the, he had the chancellor, gave the chancellor my phone number, and he called me, and, and we ended up here at Ole Miss uh, 20 years ago. Excellent. Yeah. And, and we'll dig into what that looks like and, and why you are where you are today now. But, but I want to kind of set the stage too for our listeners and viewers. You're a, you're a landscaping director, you're leading people, you're taking care of the grounds, you're making it look beautiful, you're, you're a part of their lives. But you're also an author, um, safe to say a business coach then too? Yeah, yeah. Been blessed to get to do a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. So how does how do you get to that point then? How do you go from this career where you still are at Ole Miss to do these other things? What does that growth journey look like for you, Jeff? Well, you know, we all, if we're not growing, right, we're, we're dying, right? Nature mm -hmm. teaches us that. So in, in order to keep sharp, to keep engaged, um, one of the things I talk to with my bosses here is, you know, I need, to I need to be challenged. I need to challenge myself. And I have to look for those new projects and Yes, my full-time, my, my daytime hustle, so to speak, it, it is challenging. But after you've been here a while and you're growing leaders and you're growing people, I mean, you, you should have a lot of things figured out and things should be running smoother if you've got great leadership. And, and we do. We have some great leaders. So they've been very open uh, to, to me continually to, to pursue another one of my passions, which is growing people. Um, I always just like to say, I like to grow things, right? I like to grow plants, people, ideas. Okay. I just like to be around growth and, and the challenge. And so speaking now, coaching, um, just working with other organizations who value growth. And uh, because really the people that we work with, that, that's going to be a big part of the solution of what we do. And so it's not that we have to give them the answers, but we just need to facilitate the, so that they can um, take the risk and, and be willing to challenge themselves to figure it out and, and then mm -hmm. back them up, give them the tools they need. So that's, that's, you know, when, when we hire somebody, and this is a little bit off what your question is, is we tell them we need three things. We need your hands, your head, and your heart, right? Those are the three things. And so your hands, we need your working head. We need you thinking, but your heart, we need you to believe in what you're doing. 
And um, sometimes it's easy to get the first two, but maybe not the last. And so that's where we work really hard to get their heart. And, and how do you help them develop that heart mentality when, again, going back to like maybe the stereotypical, some people think you're just clipping grass. Well, like sure. what is really, you know, how do you develop those leaders then? And, and you get into it and in growing leaders into leaders. But for those who haven't read that, by the way, go buy it. But for those who haven't read it, how do you help develop that heart mentality to grow those leaders in what some may see as a menial job? Well, number one is the, you know, every leader has to lead by example, right? You've, if I don't believe that what we're doing is important and I just kind of roll my eyes at what we do and I'm not passionate about it and I don't care, that automatically just trickles around the organization. So one, mm -hmm. I, I've got to lead the way, I've got to model the way. And so I love, I love doing this and I love the impact that we make on the campus, but you know, two, you gotta, you gotta paint that bigger picture of what we're doing. You know, if we thought we were just cutting grass and pulling weeds, it, it would be kind of a, it'd be a boring job, but you know, really Dan, we're changing the world from landscaping because 62% of prospective students who come to a college campus will decide in the first few minutes if they're coming based on the appearance. And you think about who those students turn into. Those students go ahead and, and go on to uh, work at NASA. We had one of our alumni became the director of NASA. And so maybe we're helping in a small way with a space program, or maybe we're helping cure the next uh, bad disease or Dr. Hannah Gay came within a whisper of curing HIV a few years ago. We like to think we're part of recruiting. So we like to sell that. We like to talk about that. And so that's how we get that belief, right? We're, we all want to know that we're adding meaning to something bigger than ourselves. And so we look at ourselves as a big support to the university. Mm. And we're in this season of Wayfinding Growth, we're talking a lot about experience, customer experience, personal experience, just the idea experience has become this buzzword, but we want trying to break it down. And I love what I took away from that, Jeff, was the appearance of the, uh, of the entire school, of the grounds, of the campus leads to their experience. They may not, correct me if I'm wrong, they may not exactly remember why they loved the campus, but you know that the work you're putting into it, that your team is, helps them to feel uh, a certain way right? That's absolutely. You're, you're spot on. It's that feeling. How do, they may never remember a word we said. They may not remember how it looks, but they will always remember how we made them feel. Mm -hmm. You're right. So we, so we only have a few seconds, a few moments to do that. The mom and daddy's driving on campus. We want them going, I feel good about this. This feels right. right. And so there's an intentionality on creating the landscaping so that it does that. So everything's in order, everything's in place. And then flowers are blooming at certain areas. All that's intentional. And, and I have to believe that is because like, I, I want to go take really good care of a, of a, of a campus now, a yard of a, of a ground <laughs> because like, you have such a passion about it, Jeff. I have to believe that helping to instill that passion and get that heart then goes beyond uh, the, the everyday, here's your 10 steps that you got to take, right? Those leaders then make choices throughout the day of taking that extra step then. Yeah. That's right. I mean, that's where you get the belief, right? You, you got their hands, you know, they're doing the work, the head, they understand what they're doing, but then the belief is that extra step. It's that extra mile because they're passionate about it and they have, there's a bigger purpose. And so we always talk about having the passion and purpose versus just thinking about a pension and a paycheck. Right. Um, <laughs> so 
Yeah. I mean, once you got the belief, then you almost have to coach the other way is like, okay, let it go. Leave it at work. Don't take it home with you. Right. And so mm-hmm. in my industry, that's rare that you get to coach that way. I, I like that. I, I realize in other industries, you have a lot of highly driven people who have to be coached that way. It's, it's time to let some of that go. Think about something else, go on vacation. Um, so it's a good thing. So when, when your folks go on vacation, are they looking at the resorts going, well, this could be so much better. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, you know, once you get the eye for detail and what it's supposed to look like, you're kind of cursed with that. <laughs> 70 miles an hour, you're going, oh man, they, they pruned that wrong or, you know, that could have been edge different. Yeah. Right. So Jeff, what are you looking back over the, this 20 year career at Ole Miss and maybe even before that, what would you say is a big shipwreck that you've had to face and, and navigate through? I think uh, it's been fun for me as I've turned around two big properties before and now in my career and uh, just just going from one of the worst properties to going to one of the, the top in America and actually in the world. We're one of the, you know, we've won five national championships for the most beautiful campus. And so what it was when we started and seeing the low morale, seeing people hiding in the bushes, um, just not wanting to do their work to now to where they're very engaged. I just got through writing one, one of the reasons why I was a few minutes late to our, our, our meeting here is I was with one of our guys because I do one-on-ones with our team. We have like 30-something people on this team. And um, I just set up a 30 to 45-minute ride-around one-on-one just to talk. And um, and he says, you know, that when we were getting out, he goes, you know, you've empowered us. We have a voice. He goes, we appreciate that. And and I don't hear that very often. So I really appreciate when our, one of our frontline guys tells me that. But that, that's critical is, is to have the buy-in that they're, that's the thing I'm proud of that they, they feel like it's theirs and we are doing this together, not just mm-hmm. we're doing it because Jeff tells us to. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah definitely have something to be proud of. That's awesome. That's right. So where have you gotten it wrong then? Where have you had a personal shipwreck that you've had to then turn around? I think, I think a lot of times is realizing people's personality and sometimes people put more pressure on themselves and you don't see it. And then um, I have to step back and say, okay, how can I, how can I help this person be successful and not feel the pressure of of possibly this project? And so I have to, I have to be sensitive to that and not overreact. I mean, there's, there's times when I have overreacted, um, just got angry, upset, and have to come back and apologize. And, and, you know, it's, it's when you're passionate about something, you, you, you want it a certain way and, and you, and you're driven. So you have, that's something I have to let go of a lot because sometimes people don't have the same passion or, or maybe they have a different idea. And if you want to empower people, it can't always be your way. Sometimes you got to let, let it go their way as long as it's a good way. Right. And how, how difficult is that then as the one who, you know, a great career and, uh, before that was a great education. Now you've proven yourself. I have to imagine it's difficult, but how do you let that go then? What do you, what do you do? Well, the, the hardest jump I made was, was managing multiple departments and not being at the departments and having to lead through other people. It's been, it's been, that's been a big challenge. And mm-hmm. so you say, how do you do it? I don't know. I probably don't do it very well. Um, <laughs> but I try to let, in my mind, I try to like, I picture my fist and I have my hand around whatever the project is. 
and I have to visualize my hand opening it up and, and releasing that and, and releasing it and saying, you've got good people. The good Lord's going to take care of it. And that's why you got good people. They're going to take mm-hmm. care of it. And so those, those are the things that allow, and then watching my bosses and seeing how they've released things to me. And then they don't really, I don't really hear from them until we need to talk. And it's like, they've trusted me. And, and I, maybe I need to do that as pull back a little bit and I don't do that well. <laughs> That's huge. Isn't it? It's funny because so you mentioned the, the good Lord helping you on that. Uh, at, at my church, my pastor will often say, you can't receive the blessings if you're holding on to something else. Right. That's, and so what a great, one. what a great word picture, Jeff, to be able to, to let go of that project so that you can have your hands open for something else. Very so, well put. Yes. Yeah. Um, so as you think back on this, I mean, gosh, it sounds like you've got it all figured out. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's because you're not here. <laughs> right, right. But it, as you think about this, this career of, of growing leaders, which is what you're doing, which I think is an amazing way to look at it, not just, you know, managing people. You're not just taking care of our grounds. You're not just, even, even when you look at it as taking care of a, of a hallowed ground, so to speak, in college um, in the college world to be able to have great people come out of it. You're, you're doing so much more than that. Even you're growing leaders mm. within your own department. Um, what kind of navigational tools, if you think about it as like a journey, what navigational tools have you had over that journey? Hmm. I never thought about it. Navigational tools. That's a good way to put it, Dan. Um, I, I guess I'm, I'm always looking for ways that other organizations are valuing their people. So I read a lot. I read a lot and I, I probably mm-hmm. listen to more audiobooks than anything. I, I just devour audiobooks in different areas, especially leadership. That's, that's just what I love. And so I'm always trying to emulate good ideas. And so I've, I've taken some of those tools, if you would, and, and incorporated them into our organization. And some I've let go of and some we've desperately even gone deeper with. And, and one of those is, is what we call leader to leader, L2L, and where we meet once a month. And I take small groups, probably of about 10 people, and we just meet in, in our conference room. The reason I do small groups is so we can have more conversation, uh, get to know each other a little bit, but we just slow down for about an hour and um, don't worry about work. Work gets talked about, but it's not a, it's not a time to talk about work. It's a time to talk about whatever the book is we read, whatever the mm-hmm you know, video we watched. Um, and, and my job is to try to get our team to talk, right? It's not about Jeff. I can share all my ideas, but I'm, I'm, I'm the most, right. I'm the most powerful person in the room. So nobody's going to disagree. Everybody's just going to nod their head. That's not a good meeting. You know, mm-hmm. my mind is to try to get people to, to open up and try to share so that that buy-in's deeper, the, um, that tool changes their beliefs and what I found is as we talk about those things and they talk about them it really solidifies our core values and, and that's how we really developed our core values is through some of these conversations so I make sure once a month we're doing leader to leader been doing that now for about eight years yeah well, that's really good that is that's a great that's a great tool I mean it comes down to communication and relationships and trust I guess yeah right there's a lot uh, what do you wish that you had early on that maybe you didn't that you have now or that you've seen now when it comes to those navigational tools? 
Yeah, I wished I'd have done that. I wished I'd have, you know, where I, we learned that from was um, just watching, you know, that's kind of common with other organizations to do that with their top leaders. Mm-hmm. Rarely do you see that with blue collar industry where, because most, most guys just don't enjoy reading and that's okay. We don't make them read, but um, we do watch, try to watch a DVD, but I wished, I wished I'd have done that earlier. I wished I'd have done leader to leader earlier. I always did it with my leadership team, but never with everybody. And um, I wished I'd have done that. I I wished I'd have known. One of the things my bosses empowered me with when I first came to Ole Miss was to take people to another campus, to take the staff and show them another grounds and just talk about it. And, you know, I never really thought about that. And we do that all the time now. We just, we just sent, two van loads over the last couple of weeks when it was pouring down raining, really couldn't do a lot of great things outside. And, and they went to, to a campus nearby and, and they come back with brand new eyes, right? They got a brand new vision, even their beliefs, their hearts were even different. Um, I had a guy, so man, we got it really good. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was <laughs> nice that he saw that. Yeah. And, that. and that wasn't why I sent him down there, but I didn't go with him on this trip. And uh, they took tours with their counterparts down there. And, you know, we learned some things. We got some good takeaways that came from that. It was a rainy day. And so we didn't really lose out here, but man, did they grow. Those 12, 13 people that have gone really grew um, in their values and in their heart, in their heads. Well worth it. And, And do you see other college campuses as competition? No. You know, no. no, we talk about this. Who is our competition? Mm-hmm. It, it, yes. If people think football, they think basketball, it's other universities. And, and that's true. That's, that's fine. Yeah. But really our competition is, is there's two people. One is ourselves and one is the outside contractor. Because the outside contractor is always wanting to come in and do what we do at a less price and make and, and provide solutions for a university. And a lot of universities have chosen that option. So we look at that as like, that's our competition. We, we've got to be really efficient and really good because the people at the top have choices. Mm-hmm. We want them, we always want to be the number one pick. Okay. So that, so that frames it a little differently then. I was, I was thinking as you were describing the, the trip out to another campus is like, well, you're going to scope out your competition and learn from them. And how cool is that, that you don't, see them as competition, but that's even better because it is like competition is, is, is different from what I was thinking. So that's, that's yeah. really interesting. Like we can learn a lot from that. We do a couple of conferences too. We teach, we teach other universities. We do a thing called landscape university where we teach other universities how to train your staff. And um, I have found that just sharing that builds a lot of goodwill, but it, it really doesn't, it's not a competition, you know, like, um, Oh, you're sharing the secrets. Because most people, you know, they'll either do it or, or just don't value it the same. We're doing our first SEC landscape conference this year. We're hosting it here at Ole Miss to try to try to build the industry, make make our campuses better, and and see how we can learn from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, would you do that for a Big Ten school? Then that's that's the real Absolutely. question. I think <laughs> the Pistols are already doing it. I think we're kind of behind on that. I think I think they're already going. Yeah. Right on, right on. See, I'm up I'm up in Michigan, so I've got a couple of Big Ten schools around me. So anyway. That's right. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome, Jeff. I, I love that. Um, if you could be a wayfinder for someone, so that that navigational guidance person, um, what would your first piece of advice be 
to that person trying to grow leaders in their industry or business? Hmm. Well, for, first, it always goes back to, are you growing, right? Or is that person growing? Because if you don't value growth personally, it's really hard to, to give away something you don't have. And uh, if you don't value it or, or, or see the value in it, I just find that growth, personal growth and development is, is one of the venues of great leadership. I mean, great leaders are always learning, reading, um, growing. I got to hang around with Dan Cathy, the CEO of Chick-fil-A. And that, the guy is just incredible. He's curious, learning. And I'm like, you know, he's running a gazillion dollar company. And um, <laughs> there he is out there learning, asking, he's asking me questions. I'm like, gee, he, I know he knows the answers to these things. And, or at least <laughs> I perceived that he did. And it's just amazing uh, that. So I would say, be curious, learn, but and don't try to do it alone. Uh, that's one of the things that I realize is don't, don't do it alone. You have to do it with, with someone else, uh, whether in a book or, or a friend or somebody in another department, it's easier when you do it with someone else. Mm -hmm. that's a great that's a great point um i had the pleasure of interviewing steve robinson former cmo of chick-fil-a yeah Um, great book that's a great book what is that covert cows covert cows yeah yeah and and what a great story of of marketing like just uh this it's almost almost guerrilla marketing viral marketing before it was viral like what a cool campaign and just where it came from so yeah um what a yeah yeah great stories there for sure yeah um, and the curiosity, that's a huge thing. I love that. That is such a good way to, to lead in general. Um, yeah. So is there anything that I didn't ask when it comes to uh, growing weeders into leaders and this amazing career you've had? Is there anything I didn't ask that you think Wayfinders should know? I think, I think growing weeders into leaders for me, it, it's all about, you know, growth. It's all about development. It's, it's about, are we content? just to do what we're doing here or what has God called us to do? You know, it's easy to hide under the radar because we're good, right? It's easy to, I mean, we won our national championships. We're good. By the way, we're getting our national championship rings. Um, they actually came in. We're going to get them. We're going to hand them out to the guys next week. We got national championship rings, and it's easy to rest in that success. And so you, you got to push yourself beyond that or you will soon get left behind, whether it's personally or in the workplace. And so we always like to be trying to do something fresh, mm-hmm. um, something new. That's where these conferences came from is, hey, let's do some conferences and try to help the rest of the industry, see how we can add value. And maybe if we're adding value, people see how important it is. And then maybe we can see wages go up too because people value this more and it's more competition and more mm-hmm. So we help our guys even earn more money. That's the goal. And what a great, what a great use of parallel markets because thinking differently and growing beyond what you've done and not resting on your laurels is such a huge thing for other industries. I mean, that's what marketing should do. That's what businesses, should, that's what sales should do. Like that's, that's great. Um, and I had no idea that there were national championships for, is it for landscaping in particular? Well, yes, it's, Steve, if, I mean, Dan, I'm sorry, if, if, if I was honest with you, it's national recognition. We just call them national championships. Yes, so, you should. Yeah. So USA Today, 
had like, I don't remember what they called it, but we won it. And so it's like national championship. Right. And, yeah. and you, uh, Newsweek magazine did something. I don't remember what they call it. It's a national championship. So <laughs> same thing, Princeton review, PGMS. And so yeah. we have banners hanging in our, our, in our truck shed that have national championship banners for our guys. And so, yeah, a lot mm -hmm. of fun. And then somebody donated a, a, a generous gift that we could buy all the guys a ring. So they got, yeah. they got some bling now to show that. <laughs> Just like that's incredible. Champion. Yeah. That's incredible. That's so good. Yeah. All right. So let me ask you this, uh, Jeff, what is, you mentioned a couple of times that you read quite a bit or listen, do you have a favorite book that you go back to for all this? I, I go back to the Bible every day. So I'm always in, in the Bible, uh, Proverbs a day always ju jumps out at me. That's my number one go-to. But then uh, I always find that uh, Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, is one that I review quite a bit. I do enjoy those principles that he came, came in with. Um, uh, thinking Big, I forgot the author on that, but Thinking Big is a, is a good one for me as well. Okay. And uh, I love anything John Maxwell. I mean, Maxwell does a great job. He's a machine. He just, he's always pumping them out. I love, mm -hmm. we do, we use a lot of this stuff here at work. So, yeah. yeah. Very good. Awesome. Jeff, thank you so much for making time for this. Uh, I, like I said, parallel markets, man, for anybody out there looking to grow a business, your story, your advice, your insight crosses all niches or niches or whatever you want to call it. So, uh, yeah. so thank you for that. Where's, where can Wayfinders find you? Well, if you want to find the book, go to your favorite bookstore and they'll get a, go find it there or Amazon. And then I'm at, I'm at jeffmcmanus.com. So that's a cool thing. And Hey, can I give you a free giveaway? If you guys want a free giveaway? No, that'd be great. Absolutely. Well, this is a, this is a two page PDF that I give when I'm speaking on 21 ways to cultivate greatness with your team. Mm. And so if your listeners want to text 44222 and type in the word cultivate 2020, 44222, and then type it in no spaces, cultivate 2020. And it'll prompt you through Awesome. That's great, man. Thank you for that. I'll have to, I'm going to do that myself for our team. So <laughs> awesome. that's great. Isn't those text things? Awesome. Just be able yes. to do that real quick and quick. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah, and it's, it's an easy, quick read. They're short, simple. It's not going to bog you down. It's yeah. probably a 10, 15 minute read. No, not even probably a two minute read and you can get some ideas, one or two things that you could use today. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll, and we'll put the links also to your website and social media there on, uh, on the show notes. So Jeff, thanks again, man. Appreciate you. Dan, thank you. Thanks for being a leader in this space. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please share it. Post it, tweet it, gram it, email a friend, give the gift of knowledge to someone you know that could benefit from it. And if you really loved it, please consider leaving a rating and written review on your podcast player of choice. And as always, go to wayfindinggrowth.com for resources and past episodes. Remember, we're here to help you navigate your business growth with strategic conversations and insights from experts in multiple industries. Thank you for listening to Wayfinding Growth.